0: Good morning, everybody. Today, we'll be learning in but we'll start Pei We're going to get ambitious. There wasn't really a reasonable starting point. I was going to start in the Mishnah and Pei Tess, and Burnbam said they're going to lynch you. That's halfway down the page. So we begin Pei Chesam Amid Beis, thirteen lines up from the bottom, where it says Rabo, right? Mash Amarlo. What's going on here? What's going on here? So we said, like this, the Mishnah had said that, as we said, we're talking about. Um, Signing up, the carbon Pesach sign up, right? So when we talked about the carbon Pesach sign up, so one of the issues is um, that if it ends up, that you don't know which Korban you signed up for, how, how does that happen? Well, you can have an Eved and his Rav, and the Eved and his Rav, uh, this is just a way of explaining, Shakh Rabo, what does a Rabo here mean? So you have an Eved and his master, and, and, and the master sends the Eved to go Shekht uh, his Korban, and he specifies whether it's a Tle or Egdi. Now, Tle and Egdi are both valid, right? But the problem is that it has to be a little bit more specific if you're going to just say shachmi korban pesach, then the Mishnah says we don't care which which one the eved does. Then the eved, whether he's doing a klai or a gdi, he's doing his master's bidding, and that is the master's intention. But let's say the master had intended one kind of animal, and the eved shachted another kind of animal. So then that becomes a little, that becomes problematic because that's not what the master asked him to do. And it's a form of not signing up for the Korban Pesach. I'm oversimplifying it in order to, to get into the Gemara. Uh, but the piece that we're going to pick up where it says, Shalech Rabo, right? So the, the first part of the Mishra says, what if the master uh, forgot? What, what, if, what if the, rather, the servant forgot? So if the servant forgets, so then he could do a little bit of a Tanai. He can bring two Korbanos and make it Tanai. He's like, well, if my master meant one animal, if my master meant animal A, so then animal A will go to him, and animal B will go to me. If the master meant animal B, then animal B will go to the master, and animal A will go to me. The mission says that the Eved can actually make such a condition. The question is, what if the master himself forgets? What if the master forgets what he asked? Okay, so in other words, he definitely asked for either animal A or animal B, but he doesn't remember what he said. So the mission says an interesting thing. <laughs> an interesting thing. Okay, Barry, I was just I was just buying time till you got here. Now we're starting. Thirteen lines up from the bottom, and pay base So the mission had said that what an interesting thing. Both animals are going to be burnt. It's a crazy thing. The master himself forgot what he told the ever to do. So now you can't bring a carbon pesach. Well, you can bring it. You could do Shrita. You could do zrika. And because you've done Shrita and you've done zrika, you no longer are eligible to bring the carbon pesach sheni because you've gotten all the main uh, elements, all the essential components of the carbon pesach done. But there's one thing you cannot do. You cannot eat it because you can't eat a carbon that you weren't signed up for. Wow. So that is what the Mishnah is saying. The Mishnah says, right? Because shritah zrika already done. Then sorfin, right? You burn it, and then but you are potter from the korban pesach sheni. So now we're caught up. So thirty lines up, Abaye. Abaye explains. Lo mm-hmm. Abaye makes a qualification. We'll see whether this qualification. Everyone agrees. The qualification is that the only time where your potter from korban pesach sheni is if you did. If is if you what you forgot your original intention after you already did the zrika. Why Abaye wants you to wants to know that at the time of the shechita and then. Subsequently, at the time of the zrika, the full intention was there that whole time, knowing exactly what you were doing. You can't do those times sort of like conditionally. Why? The bit idna, says the Gemara, the izrik dam, at the moment that you're throwing the dam, that you do the zrika as dam, have a chazi right? In other words, chazi, it's not enough, right? Just like we said, we can't eat it if we don't know which korban we are signed up for. So Abayah just extends it to the zrika as well. He says, you can't do zrika on a korban that is not, so to speak, edible. And this korban is, in essence, not edible by virtue of the fact that we don't know which one we signed up for. And therefore, you cannot do the zrika either if you don't remember which korban you signed yourself to. And therefore, the only case where it makes sense in our case is if you had forgotten which korban you uh, signed after you already did the zrika. But at, at the moment of the zrika you had clarity. Okay, so that's what, that's what Abaye is saying. Um, just to spell it out, abel shakach lifnei Rika, if the master forgot already by the time that the Zrika was, d- was being done, the, the master had forgotten which korban he had intended for the, for the ebbe to t- t- shecht. Then it's not going to work. At the time of the Zrika it was not ravi lachila, so to speak, right? And therefore, what happens is the carbon pesach becomes invalid, and then he can bring a carbon pesach sheni. Okay, so that is so that's our so that is abaye. So now they're going to the gemara is going to say this idea of abaye that he had to have had clarity at the time um, of the zrika may not be relevant to our case. It may be more relevant to a different case. As follows, says the gemara: can some people apply Abaye's qualification to the price as follows. So you have a case, right? You, the worst Pesach program of all time. Everyone, everyone's at the Bonaventure. I've never been to the Bonaventure, but for some reason, that it's my funny bone. Okay, fine. So everyone's at the Bonaventure, and um, I don't even know where it is. Anyway, so they, everyone's at the Bonaventure, and they all shech the Korb and Pesach. Now when you shech the Korb Pesach, you have all the hides, right? All the skins. Good. So they bring the skins into the lobby, area, ballroom B, okay? And all the skins are there. All of a sudden, unbelievable. Nimsis mehen. Somebody notices, this guy becomes the least popular guy in the entire Pesach program. The, rab, the, rab, the rabbi's assistant, or whatever, he gives like two classes about something random, but he found a mum, a blemish, a yabelis, in one of the hides. Now, consider the implications of this. We don't know which animal had this mum, but whichever animal had this mum was puzzled. But it's a pile of all the hides of everyone in the Pesach program. So now everyone in the Pesach program doesn't get to eat carbon Pesach that night. Worst Pesach program ever. As the Gemara says, the Raisa says, "Kulan Yosin Levesh Tzreifa." You have to go and burn all, all the carbon all Pesach. Nobody's eating Korban Pesach that night. Ufturin Milazos Pesach Sheni. And, and and however, right in that particular case, just like in our Mishnah, they don't have to bring Pesach Shani, because don't forget, the the right Zrikas Adam and and the Shekhita were done, and then they did the and then that's when they found the mum. And so the the actual shechting and zrikas Saddam was fine. It's just that at the end, everyone is potter from doing a shame. To which Amar Abaye lo shanu el shenis <laughs> arvul achar Zrika. The beginning of the zrikah miyahavachazel His same the same qualification. That's where Abaye applies his qualification that they found right. No, I'm sorry that they mixed up the hides after the zrikah. In other words, right? If if the, if the in other words, if right after shechita, um, right? Obviously the the hides have to be after the shechita because you can't. How else are you going to get the hides of the animal? So It had to happen after the shkita. The point is, did they pile up all of these skins after the zrika Saddam? Presumably, they did that as well, right? But if, for whatever reason, they piled up the skins really, really quickly, and they hadn't even done the zrika sadam yet, right? And then that's when they find the mum. Then you're a problem. The the chayavin lasos <laughs> pesach sheni. Right? Obviously, if you're in the in the pesach program and they announce that they found a the mum in one of the skins before you even did the zrika sadam, so then nobody's carbon pesach is good because you don't know, right, which one of these. Animals had the mum, and therefore the zikah Saddam itself was done right at a t- with on an animal with a mum, and it was invalid. And everyone out of a state of Suffolk has to consider that maybe theirs was invalid, and everyone's has to be burnt. Okay, fine. But again, if the if the the highs if the mum was found after after Zyrikah, then. Right, in the desert, it was it was Chazil and Achila, and then they don't have to bring the Koran Pesach sheni. So, again, whether you have to bring Koran Pesach sheni or not means whether the actual Shchita and Zrika were valid is going to determine add, add to when they found the Mum. Right, so the Zrika is presumably done at the base at the of Mikdash. So, it's not really necessarily at the bond Venture. Right. The, the but, but again, all of the hotels and all the programs are going to be moved to Eretz into Yerushalayim. Yeah, so I, I was wrong when I said I didn't know where the bond Venture was. In this case, the bond Venture is in Yerushalayim. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's very the, it's going to be the beer event. I ah, don't know. No. That's very good. Right, so it's a, it's, a, it's an excellent point. Um, right, so this is all happening in in your Shulheim, obviously because that's that's what we're going to do the Elias Larega and that's where we're going to be shaking the corner. I mean. Yes. The streak is not going to take place in Miami. That's for sure not. Okay, so so it goes like this. Okay. So, so that was, so, so just, to, just to explain what's happening here, a Ba'iyah's qualification of the fact that this Zurika, which, Angie, as Andrew mentions, is obviously taking place in, in the base of mikdash this qualification in, in the Ba'isa makes a little bit more sense than it does in the Mishnah. This is what the Gemara is going to explain now. Says the, so, this says the Gemara, right? if you hold, because again, let's just say it outside for a second. In the, in the Mishnah, the, the, you had a, a Baal who either was sure, or I forgot, again, the Baal had designated an animal, right, definitively and then forgot which animal he designated. Okay, so But there was nothing inherently wrong with the animal. Okay, In the, in the adventure that was in Yerushalayim, the, there was an animal with a mum that was always puzzled, that was later discovered. Those are two different cases, right? Certainly if you, just, if you find out that there was a mum before the Zrika, you have no recourse, right? But if a guy forgot and remembered and forgot and remembered, let's say, right, he was diligent like Kalman, he wrote it down, right? But he lost the piece of paper that says which animal was which. And he lost the piece of paper and then he finds the piece of paper. So, it's not really the same thing, right? Because the animal itself didn't have an inherent uh, soul. Let's read it inside. So if you think our Mishnah, where let's say we're going to say he lost a piece of paper that say which animal was which, right? So if you're going to say that that's going to be problematic, then certainly you're going to say that if you find a mum, it's going to be problematic if you find a mum before the zrika. But if you think that a bias qualification applied only to the Brysa with a mum in the Von Venture, of right? Almas Nisin, lo. But you could say that that's not necessarily Abaya was only modifying the Brysa, but he wouldn't be modifying our Mishnah. Why? Because in our Mishnah, whether it was a Gdi Anaklet, both animals were valid, they never had a mum. Right, and, and if, and if common finds a piece of paper that says which animal was which, it's certainly the, right, the corn would be fit. So, kamishma'ya Galia. So, one could possibly say that it's enough, it's interesting, that, that's, that, it's revealed, which is to say, it's enough that so it's written down somewhere, so the, the Mitziah says we'll say, right, the reality is that there's a country animal, and then we know which one is which. It's just that we can't find a piece of paper that says it, right, or we don't remember right now which one is which. But certainly if we remembered, and the point is that Abayah, perhaps, if Abayah is only modifying the b'risa, then within our Mishnah, there is no such qualification. In other words, Abayah would say, whether you, f- whether you remember before or even if you remember after Zrika, we would retroactively, so to speak, say that at the time of the Zerika, there was some enough definition that you would not have to bring the Korban Pesach. Okay. But now the Gemara is going to get, for the rest of the, um, for the rest of, uh, Pesach, uh, until the Mishnah, or, I should say, we're going to answer ask a sort of pragmatic question, as follows. Aha. I'm going to say that in the case of the, of the Bonaventure, in the case of the Brisa with the Mum, they don't have to bring Pesach Sheni, right? Because, because after all, in the case where, let's say, even with a biased qualification, where they remember remembered after the zrika, they don't have to bring Pesach Sheni. So wait a minute, the Gemara asks, right? But wait a minute. In the case of the Mum, so everyone is part of from Pesach Sheni? You have five, let's say you have five members of the program, and you find a blemished right skin, one of these individuals. So you burn all of them up, and nobody can eat it. That I understand. But, no, but everyone's part from Pesach sheni. How could that be? One of them had an animal that was pasal lagamre. Shouldn't he have to bring a Pesach sheni? That's the question of the Gemara. It's interesting. One of them wasn't Yoytzeh at all. Okay. Says the Gemara, Afshir. what are you going to do? How, what's the scenario? How, in other words, this is a practical consideration. How's he, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? That all five individuals need to bring a Pesach sheni? That doesn't make any sense. Right? Only one of them needs to bring it. Right? And, and that's problematic. That would be just like bringing, because right, four of them They'd be bringing non-Kurdish animals into the Ozara, because again, the, the four of them that don't have to bring a korban pesach sheni are just doing it like model model seder, right? Like they're not they're not really bringing korban pesach sheni. A model seder is okay, but not with real brachas, right? That's a brachal of atella. So here it's like you know model pesach sheni without a real animal, you can't do that. So you can't just bring a pesach sheni if you don't have to. So that's not a, that's not an option. That abayim now are abdelahu, right? Because they already brought a korban pesach, so their korban pesach sheni is meaningless. Okay, so they see kulo chad pesach. So what are you going to say that that all of them just bring the first pesach and not bring pesach sheni? nimza pesach neachal shalom Right, since they already registered one and that's the maximum, so that's what they're saying. In other words, Lacey Kulkhat Pesach the Kamara suggesting maybe all of them should just bring one carbon pesach. Um, on Pesach, right, they should um, now, because they know that after all, there was a right, that's a suggestion that on Pesach Rishon, when the Bonaventure, when it looks like all is lost, the Bonaventure says, Hey, we have another animal here. Right, we're the, we're, the, we're a great Pesach program. Why don't you guys just form a Kapura and bring another carbon pesach? And then you will all be exempt from Pesach Shani. And you'll all just have this Korban instead of the other one. You won't have right the doubt of which one has the mum. But that's a problem of Pesach Shani. That's the topic we've been discussing. Since they already registered for the one that became potentially puzzle, right, and you can't register for more than one, you can't bring the second Korban Pesach on Pesach Rishon. So that's not an option either. Okay. So Nel Gemara stops for a second and says, wait a minute. So wait a minute. Maybe, maybe we could bring the second pesach with a Tanai. meaning the second pesach on pesach rishon. Maybe we could bring the second animal on pesach rishon with the following tonight. Everyone will say the following: E D D Balmum. If mine was right, there's five dudes. So if mine was the one that was Balmum, hide icy harshdan havei pesach. Then this second animal that I'm bringing now is going to be my korban pesach rishon. The E D D Tom. But if mine was the one that was right, clean hide icy have havei shlomim I'll just bring in a korban Shlomim, because we said the korban Shlomim, korban pesach, same animal, it's all good. So the gemara lo afshar. So we finally pesach Thanks a lot, Brambaum. Okay, Mishum It's because why? Aha! Uh-huh. We have a Chazav Shok. We know the Chazav has to go to the Kohanim, and so since there's a Chazav the Kohanim would de right? And we know, as Rashi says, Korban Pesach must be eaten. Okay, and so if the Korban Pesach has to be complete, right? You're, supp- you're not supposed to have any leftovers of the Korban Pesach. We're gonna get to it, hopefully, on the, um, the next Mishnah um, that every every likes to have a hungry guy, so that you so that you know that it's gonna be eaten up. But we're gonna get to it anyway. so the Kohanim. Right, have to eat it. Right, only the kohanim. If it's a carbon shlamin, that's the point. If it's a carbon shlamin, then only the kohanim get to eat the chazavishov. Right. So what you say? What if all five guys are kohanim? Well, that's a very unique case. What if they're not kohanim? But even if they are kohanim, right, the chazavishov, the carbon pesach has to be eaten. So Rashi says. So, so in the Gemara, they just they say? We call So let's say they're not kohanim, but they can bring a coin and register a coin with them on this second animal, right? And then the kohanim will eat all the chazavishov, and that's not a problem. This chazavishov is not is not is not a problem. Let's just see this first Rashi That's the problem. R- 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 Rashi's explaining that, yeah, you could bring a Kohen, but the Kohen wasn't originally signed up for this animal. So you can't just, like, bring someone on. Again, it's like bringing somebody on, and he wasn't Nimna Love. Okay, so let's see. Says the Gemara. Like, let's just analyze how you would involve a Kohen here. Well, which kind of Kohen do you have? So let's say you have a Kohen, Right? Kohen was in the first shift at the, at the of Shalim, and he already brought his carbon pesach, of course. So, Okay? So, if he already made his own pesach, um, then, venimta pesach nechal So, what are you gonna say? Again, you're making a second, uh, carbon pesach with its nigh. Right? You're making a second carbon pesach and pesach with its nigh. So, if yours was the one that was the mum, and so now this carbon that you're making now is an actual, is actually your carbon pesach, so then this carbon, this Kohen, right, is eating Karp Pesach twice, that's Pesach Shanechal Shlom Nuiv. You can't register for two korbanos uh, on one yantiv, okay? law of pesach, but let's say that so let's say that but that's only one out of the five, right? Let's say you're the one that your original carbon pesach was fine, and now you're making a second carbon. but you're making it onto nine. Turns out yours is a shlomim and that should be fine, because the coin can eat the khazha of the it says the law of it pesah, dilmes, the law of pesach. So so the problem is if the kohen that you're bringing along had already brought a korban pesach, so now he's potentially eating a korban pesach twice—that he can't do. And if the kohen didn't bring a korban, so didn't bring a Korm pesach, that's even worse because then the likelihood is that you, you're bringing a shlamin, and then he's going to go through all of yomdim not having brought a korban pesach. So the kohen, either way, can't participate with your korban pesach, right? Again, if it, as we say, right? If the, if this is a kohen that already brought one, so then he can't have another one, so he's of no use to you in the case that it's a pesach. And if he had brought one, then he can't risk. Joining you, because he needs to still bring a valid one, and he doesn't know if yours is valid or not, because yours is not Pitnai. The Gemara says, Hi, I'm Kohen, the Pesach. the Gemara says, no, we can figure this out. We could still, right, this is the, the head of the, of the Bonaventure Pesach program, wants to say, Shlomo Skolnik, um, Shlita, wants to save his Pesach program. He says, guys, I figured it out. We're gonna bring one coin for all of you. I found the guy, Moshe Burt, the law of Pesach. He hasn't yet made his Korban Pesach, okay? So good. And let's register all these korbonos with him. Demi right? Either way, there is certainly one guy here who hasn't made the Korban Pesach. So now the coin, right? We're getting rid of the problem that the coin has. We know this coin did not make a Korban Pesach, fine. And therefore, we're including him now in one Korban Pesach, that's for sure a Korban Pesach, because for one of the five participants, it is certainly a Korban Pesach, even when they all make it all this tonight, it's a Korban Pesach for one of them, okay? So how does that, so what would be the problem there? Says the Gemara, That doesn't really work, but for a different reason, right? Because we say that Shlomim, as we know, can be eaten for two days. Korban Pesach can only be eaten that night, right? As the Gemara says, And as Rashi explains, Right, you can't do that because you're not allowed to be memayet bachila Whereas normally shlomim can be eaten for two nights. There's a little wrinkle here, but we'll just for the sake of simplicity explain. Let's assume there was some, something left over from this carbon. So if there's it's five guys, they can't finish it on their own, even with the sixth guy calling, even with Moshe Bert who does like seconds, they're still not going to finish on their own. So what's going to happen now is they're going to end up burning whatever they don't finish because that's what you have to do for the carbon pesach. But the thing is, if it's a shlamim you're not allowed to do that. That's the problem. For shlamim you're burning kachim. You can't do that. Uh-huh. So that's the problem. Now you could say, okay, well, so, so stuff it in, eat it. That, that's a, uh, let's leave that question aside. It's a good kasha. But in the meantime, and, and Tosus addresses that. Um, but but for the sake of simplicity, let's assume you can't eat, finish the whole thing on yourself. Then you certainly it's simple to understand what the problem is. The problem is, if it's a carbon pesach, you have to burn it. If it's a Shlomim, you're not allowed to burn it. So therefore, what we're saying is fundamentally we can't we can't do a situation where it could either be a pesach or shlamim because bo- those carbonos have to be treated differently. Okay, so now the gemara brings up a concept of moysar pesach. It says, to the gemara We'll explain what moysar pesach in a second. It's like a backup carbon pesach. So he says, "Bring like your backup carbon pesach and say if mine was the one that was a mum, hide the icy harsh pesach." Now this backup carbon pesach should be my carbon pesach But if mine was the one that was good, then will hide the icy harsh shlamim. So this backup carbon pesach will be shlamim. The moysar pesach nechal liyon belayla echad. Right, the advantage of this Mosheh Pesach of this backup Pesach is that even when brought as a shlamim, a backup Carbon Pesach has the same dinim as a Carbon Pesach. So now, what you've basically, essentially done is you've brought this animal with the Chazzer Shok and you brought Mosheh burn. You have everything in line, and whatever you leave over, you are allowed to burn because this is not, in fact. A carbon shlamim, but it has it started out as a backup carbon Pesach turned into a carbon shlamim, and that works out. This is a little Machlokas you're showing him here on how it works, but the reason why there would be Machlokas because you shown him and a whole veld of confusion here is because there's a misunderstanding in the Havamina of the Gemara as to what a backup Korban Pesach is. Because really the whole concept of a backup carbon Pesach doesn't work. You're not allowed to bring a lichathila backup in case your carbon Pesach becomes possible. That doesn't work. That's what the Gemara is going to flesh out now. Says the Gemara, what you have like a lechatchila backup, carbon pasach? No. In other words. It doesn't work like a Backup Corbin Pesach has to have a history to it. It has to be an animal where you designated legitimately a Corbin Pesach, like with full intention of bringing it, and then it got lost, okay? And then you found it. That's what's called that's like a that's That's like a unique... Certain scenario, and certain, but, but, if you did find such an animal, then, in economy you'd be able to use it. But, but you can't designate such an animal, that's the point. So, the havamina mean of the Gemara is that you're gonna designate an animal to back up the and then you could use it. The maskana here is, you can't do it with the like you have to find one. So, the Gemara says, okay, so go find one. Says the Gemara, yeah, let him go find someone else, right? Go find, now, now, Shlomo Skolnick has to go find somebody who had this scenario. But he's resourceful, he's gonna find somebody, he's gonna post it on some, on some chat. Does any, did anybody lose a carbon Pesach and then find it? Because we really need it to save the Bonaventure program. Okay, so the Gemara says it's still not going to work. We still have a problem, because even if you find this unique scenario of a Moisar HaPesach, of a backup carbon Pesach, it's not the same as a carbon Pesach. If it's a real carbon Pesach, you don't need to do smicha, right? The leaning on the animal fully. But if it's a Moisar, then you do have to do it. And therefore, and that takes place, as Rashi explains, before the Shechika. And you've already, right, and, and therefore, it's already too late. And therefore, you are in a situation where, uh, really, the backup Korban Pesach was never really a legitimate idea in the first place, because backup Korban Pesach, require, uh, a miser, as we call it, re, uh, requires smicha, whereas the real Korban Pesach does not. But the Gemara challenges that too. He says, korban on nashim, but korban nashim, Nashim, Burman thinks it's funny. He says, nashim, don't get smicha. Um, but but really, the halach is that nashim don't have to do smicha on korbanos. And therefore, if you find a backup Korban of a woman that doesn't require smicha, so then that should work. Okay, so the Gemara says no. There's a different reason why this this isn't going to work. El mishum matanos, right? Because the matanos here is referring to the sprinkling of the blood. The ilu So in other words, Luitzer, right? Even if a theoretical scenario where where you thought you saved Shlomos Pesach program because you found a woman's meisar Karba Pesach that can be uh, burnt after the first day and doesn't require a smicha. And, and, right, doesn't require a smicha. Still, you're in trouble because when you sprinkle the blood, if it's a karm pesach, then you have to do only one sprinkling. And if it's a shlamim, steinchen arba, then you have to do two that are like four. So it's a separate, it's a different amount of sprinkling. And therefore, you can't really substitute one for the other. It won't work. So the Gemara says, not necessarily, because the Gemara is going to answer that the bidhi you could actually do that. As we see, Vayetan. we learned in a Mishnah, in Zvachim, we learned at one point, in other words, that even though you're supposed to achitza, and sprinkle it twice, if you only sprinkle it once, you still get a kapara, but yeah, but it's okay. Aha. Uh-huh. But the Gemara says, yeah, but even that sprinkling, the Pesach and the Shlamim have different velocities of sprinkling. says the Gemara. Ishum, de ilu Pesach, ilu Shlomim bizrika. Pesach, you pour gently. Shlamim, you, um, you eject uh, with force this sprinkling. So the Gemara says. So, so in other words, the havamina is again, you can't substitute one for the other because the actual zrika procedures are different. So the Gemara says, Might not about time. We have a Right? That even in situations, right? Even in situations where you're supposed to eject it strongly, but you just poured it gently, you're still going to be yotzei. So, so bring a korban pesach Maiser of a woman that, and just sprinkle it once gently, and you'll be yotzei. All of these things b'diavad, and even though it's not the chachila, it should work. But the Gemara answers, "Emar the chachila nami." In other words, at the end, don't you can't do it lakhila, Shlomoskalnik. I know you want to save your Pesach program, but even all these cases where Bidi Evid, you'd be able to make all even were you to be fortunate enough to find this carbon Pesach Major of a woman and to sprinkle it once gently and you think you saved the program, you didn't, because why did you do it? You did it to save your Pesach program. These are only things that are motor bidi evid if somebody were to come to you and say that they, so to speak, inadvertently did that. So we didn't manage to save his Pesach program. He found the blemish and it's a real it's a real conundrum as to what we should do. And we move on to the Mishnah on pay Tess Let's just hope we don't find a blemish. I mean, we did not even have this problem this year. Make a second program. <laughs> that's right. The good news is you're going to get 25% of your money back. <laughs> okay, says the Mishnah. Okay, um, that's what happened to us with uh, COVID. Not from Shalom's contact, but anyways. If you say to your sons, this is an interesting Mishnah, I am, uh, I'm going to shech the Karim Pesach. I'm going ahead of you guys. And I'm going to be shechting the Karim Pesach, as Andrew pointed out. Right where you supposed to shach the Korm pesach. I'm going to Yerushalayim, and whichever one of you gets to Yerushalayim first, you it's going to be in your name. That's the rules of the game. The first person whose head and most of his body gets to your Yerushalayim first, he is going to be zayche in the Karm pesach, and then he's going to zayche his brothers along with him. So Rashi already gives away the Gemara. He says, how does this make any sense? Like, what exactly is happening? Is the father saying that he's only including his, whichever son makes it or whichever child makes it to your Yerushalayim, he's only including him? In, in, in the registration, nobody else is registered, but that can't be. The rest of the mission says that he's Madaka everyone else. So then, what's the point of the shtick? So, says the Gemara's follows, no B'Rera. So, first of all, he's saying, what are you going to say? That this means that retroactively, he only signed up the person who made it to Yushalayim first, and we're getting back to this B'Rera issue? Are we getting embroiled in this Shas topic? Says, uh, says Rabbi Yochan, no. No, he's just saying that, right, last one to Yushalayim is a rotten egg. He's trying to, right, to, to, to encourage them. So the Gemara says this is daikonami, this is also Muduyakana Mishnah, Diktani, because again, the end of the Mishnah says that everyone's gonna the whole family is actually gonna be eating in this carpesa. So there's really no advantage, so to speak, other than prestige and bragging rights to getting there first. Right? So that's what the Gemara is explaining. It only makes sense that you could be Mazaka, everyone with you, if they were all really always going to be joining the Korma from the beginning, Shapir. That makes sense. But if you say that he did not register them from the beginning, right, he really legitimately that the Father actually literally meant that he's only going to register the brothers, so then the boss of the Shachet may come So then what does that mean? They can't join him anymore. That's not. Right? We already learned, right, in the Mishnah that we're going to learn in the Mishnah soon, soon enough, hopefully, that what? That, that people could be registered, right? When is the deadline for registration for Kerm-Besach? once you do the Shechita? But once you've done the Shechita, the deadline's over. You can't register for it anymore. So the accepts uh, uh, this it's It has to be that he had in mind for everyone to really get it in the first place. Okay, this is what Burbaum says. He says when you say whoever gives the best answer is going to get dessert. Yeah, but everyone's getting dessert. They're not gonna withhold dessert. I told my mom that's terrible parenting. That you have to learn consequences. But, anyways. That's a different issue. The point is here, the father's really just saying it's a shtick. That's the point. He just wanted to incentivize. But of course, he signed everybody up for the Karmpezak. Tanya Namiyachi, and it's also implied weekly, in a Braisa, as follows. All the Braisa says is, there was once a situation where the girls were, were more zaris, and the girls got there before the, the guys. All the daughters got there first. And so it turns out that the boys were lazier than the girls. But that's all the Braisa says. So the Gemara infers from this, that everybody was still eating pacor and pesach together, which is a proof that, in fact, everybody was signed up. Good. Next, Mishnah. Is there a limit to the size of the Chabur that you can have? What's going on? So says the Mishnah, nim nim Everybody could always register for Pesach. Pesach right? But once you get to the point where you have enough people that if everybody got it, you know, because there wouldn't be a, enough of a kazayas for everyone, then you really have to limit the number of people to the, that you're going to accept. Okay. Now, as we as promised, in the Gemara that we just read, the Mishnah then says, nim nim That until, that the deadline is, when you do the Shekita of the Korban Pesach. Until that deadline, people can switch. You know what I'm saying? Like I signed up for Andrew's korban pesach, but then I got a better offer. Barry invited me to his korban pesach, so then I said, "Okay, I'm going to join Barry now." So I said, "Andrew, I respectfully, de- I respectfully declined, and I'm joining." Right? And you can see socially people switching in and out, in and out. Okay, but once it's but once it's shachot, that's the deadline, and that's now you're with that group. Okay. However, no that even after the Shita, you could still switch. Wow, you could switch as long as the zrika wasn't done yet. So says the Gemara, "My kamash malan. What's the Mishnah teaching us? Everybody knows that you can't. Right, that, that, once you don't get a kazayis, that you can't register. And also, everybody knows until then, right, you could, you could pull out of that group. So, the Rashi explains that what this means is that, that, uh, when you have a full chabura, right, even a whole chabura can pull out, uh, from that korban, and that animal is still sort of like left hanging without anybody at all and a whole other group can join on that corporate Pesach. This is in contrast, as Rashi explains, with Rabbi Yehuda, which we're going to see in Daftalik Taz, who holds that you have to have at least one head guy attached to the animal in order to be able to rejoin. You can't just leave the animal hanging alone. Okay. That's basically what our Gemara, what our Mishnah, can negate Rabbi Yehuda. Our Mishnah says that everyone can leave. Wow. Now, the Mishnah said that you could keep switching until the Shechita. So, I'm going to buy right? What is this? About whether it's up until the Shechita or up until the Zrikah? So, he says, it, no, it, it only... Applies to the person who wants to pull out. In other words, what pasuk is this? The pasuk says, okay. So if you don't have enough people, right, they, and and people right withdraw from it. So when can you withdraw? So that's where the machlokis is. And then yos. how do you read it? So so the Rabbanon are going to say that it's as long as right the animal is still alive, which means until shechita. And Havshiman is going to say which means as long as the korban is still being performed. And that is until the zirika. Avalimanos, so that's only pulling out of it. Avalimanos, but as far as registering, divya kolachiy shachet. Right, that that obviously, so the registration deadline is according, even according to Shimon, is until you... Right is, is until you shach, and then you can't register anymore. It's just that uh, Rabbi Shimon holds you can still, after the shchita, you can still pull out and join another group. But that group had to have not shachet yet; it has to be a later korban. Basically, joining because once they shachet, you can't register for them anymore. Okay, so that's what he says. So this idea tachosu means counting. Counting is referring to shchita because in, in that context. Okay, so that means that when your registration deadline for even according to Rabbanan or Rabbi is going to be on the shchita. Okay, so now that's supporting in the price of Nimmin, and achi today, you can keep registering until the Shechitah. And that's a Befei Rosh that shows you that you can join only until the Shita, but you can pull out until the Zerik HaSadam. That sounds like our so now we are at the Mishnah, on top of Days at 615. But this part is cute um, stories, and not really stories, but you'll see. A halacha that's more light. It's the halacha of the guy who likes to eat. The guy who eats 70% of the buffet when you guys are getting a combination platter. That guy. What if that guy is part of your Korben Pesach? As follows. Okay, so you register all the people with you, and you have your group. Your Korben Pesach group. So all the Mishnah is saying right now is that you could kick a guy out. This is against the spirit of Kol Dichvin Yeshiv Yechol. This is like, okay, Kol Dichvin. I, up until now, I've had it with you. You can kick somebody out of your Chabur. Why would you be able to kick somebody out of your is it So the, the, the Gemara is not going to explain legitimate reasons and illegitimate reasons to, to kick somebody out as follows. Men Yafos means he has big hands or fancy fingers. Bottom line is the guy likes to eat. He's that guy. He's that guy. You order a combination platter, he's eating 80% of it, and now everyone's left hungry. Is that a good enough reason to tell the guy, you know what, maybe you should have your old carbon pesach? So can you kick him out of the Chabur? So, so the Gemara says, Right? Rashi, Rashi says like this. Do we say that he could answer you? What do you mean? I thought this was all you could eat. That's what Rashi said, right? Look at this. You guys included me. Lechol Bechol Kochi Halalu. That I could all. Lechol Bechol Kochi literally means all you could eat. In other words, when I signed up, you told me that this was an all you could eat buffet. So I'm eating all I could eat. Oh, Dilma So that would be a reason why you can't take him out. Because you included him in your group with the understanding that he could eat as much as he wants. So is, that would make it an illegitimate reason to kick him out. Or maybe they can reply to him. Yeah, when we accepted you in our group, we thought that, but that we thought that you were going to eat a normal amount, the Gemara is going to explain. You like to have one of these guys with an unlimited, a bottomless pit, as we'll call him. You want to have a bottomless pit in your group because you don't want to burn any of the carbon pestle. You can't. So you want you want to have you don't want to have any noisler. That would be great. Uh, however, you don't, certainly don't want to let this bottomless pit eat first. That's the issue. So Tashma, let's see if we can resolve this. You registered other with you and your chilek. People can actually break up a chabura. You're allowed to split it up. My time, and what's the reason? Is it not because one of the group is a bl- is a bottomless pit? And if you're gonna say that a bottomless pit is allowed to tell the guys, hey, you guys knew that I was a bottomless pit, and you like you didn't like I didn't get an email uh, hey L'Avi, we saw you in the sign up. Go find your own car in Pesach, so I assume that you were okay with it. Right, then that person should be like the person with the other Miaphos. In other words, here, it's just a general question. Can you even kick somebody out of your chabura? So you see, it could depend on this issue of whether the glutton can be kicked out or not. So the Gemara doesn't accept that as a proof. Because I'm really low, dash, uh, low, day of shining. Okay. Here's what happened. When I invite Andrew, I assume Andrew's coming just for his family. All of a sudden, Andrew came comes with like three hanger-ons. So that's different. To bring more friends is different, to, right? Even with, with the outside minions now, if you're signing up or whatever. Or, right? Or, or hear the sign up for, for the Megillah reading. So if you bring extra people, it's very different than bringing a hungry than having the same person that's already in sign up just extra hungry, right? Dayos shiny. More people is a different thing. Because even if both of them right together, only ate, it still didn't need as much as the bottomless pit ate. It's still different to have strangers. That again, it's not in the spirit of different Difon of Yechol, but it's not in the spirit. In other words, when you're talking about Korn Pezuk sign up, bringing strangers that didn't sign that weren't including in the sign up is different than one of the guys that's already been accepted in the sign up eating more than everyone else. So one would be the Gemara here assumes that it's more grounds for dismissal from the group to bring people that weren't in the sign up. That's what the Gemara is explaining. Okay, so Tashma, let's bring another Raya Shamish because Eis We already had this price. Right? We say that the Shamish, right, if he's eating, if he inadvertently started eating his Korn Pezuk in the wrong place. In other words, he had a crew. But he started eating, he couldn't wait to eat. He was eating right near where the gyro of the Korban Pesach was gyrating. And now, he says, so the B'rai said, he better eat all of that Korban Pesach at that one place, because once he moves, he can no longer eat it. However, the B'rai said, they want to be nice to him. The other people can join him, and then he can have like a Pesach Seder with a crew. Give her That's what said. Ratsub in. But that implies that what? That if they want to join him, they can't. Lo Ratsu But if they don't have to join him. So he said, wait a minute, let him say, what do you mean? We had a group. And therefore, this should be a raya that you're not allowed to, right? So this should be a raya that you can kick somebody out of your group because we see that they, in fact, if they do join his group, they're only doing it out of the goodness of their own hearts, right? It sounds like you don't have to join him if you, if you don't want to. So the Gemara says that's not a proof that you don't have to join and that you can break up a group because, as the Gemara on. In other words, when we joined our group, we said that, yes, you can, nitroch, come on, you can come and join us. We were being nice, and we said you're allowed to join us, and we'll have a pesach seder with you, even though you're the shamish. However, we never said that we're going to, the mitroch, l'on, right? We never said that we're going to move from our beautiful setup of, the, of a pesach seder in our private room and join you by the furnace in the event that you inadvertently start eating it, right? Um, uh, start eating it. Uh, prematurely by the oven in the kitchen, right? In other words, again, we're in the bottom entry of July and We have our private seder. We never. The idea was, if you want, come join us on our private seder. We'll, we'll join you with open arms. But if you start inadvertently eating in the kitchen, what does that mean? That our whole family now has to have the Karbm Pesach in the kitchen. In other words, this is a way of saying that even the sign up for the Karbm Pesach is conditional on certain right normal. Uh, circumstances. That if it's going to be a normal circumstance, you're part of a Chabura. But again, we're talking about what's the threshold over where the circumstances become so abnormal that you can legitimately kick a guy out of the Chabura. That's the point. What we're trying to figure out is, is the glutton enough of a, of a, of a reasonable da- a reason to kick him out? We still haven't had a good proof yet. So let's see another source. Tashma. This is the most explicit source. <speaking in Spanish> now we're talking. You have a group and one of them is a bottomless pit and you can't stop eating. <speaking in Spanish> We, so, so the Barista explicitly says, you can kick him out of your chaburah, Lo el chamisha s'ibolus. od says the B'raisa, but even if you're a Papa forget about the Korma Pesach. It's a regular Tuesday in July, and everyone's eating, and they order a combo platter, and one guy eats nine tenths of the platter. We can say, uh, this is not what we had in mind with the combo platter, get out of here. Okay, so sh'ma na. we learn that this is, right, in culture, in life, and in the Korp Pesach, a reason to eject the member from your crew. So the Gemara says, "My What does it mean that? all oh, this is also true for Papagayos. What does it mean to say? The Gemara explains, kamar. No, it's trying to say not only. In other words, In Pesach." Not only can you kick a guy out for Pesach, the Amilaki Nami after Say. In other words, in the Garden Pesach, there's an extra reason why the guy can say you can't kick me out because that has a formal sign on, right? No, you just ask the guy informally to join your Papagayos and then you kick him out. So then, so then he has less of a leg like, to stand on, right? Beca- right? Because again, for the Korban Pesach, you can claim right, that it was a mekach tos, right? By the Korban Pesach, you, have, uh, you had a reason, right? You invited him on, right, you invited him and you actually had intended for him to, you can make an excuse, right, that it was a mekach tos. But even when you invited somebody informally, right, more for companionship, you could still kick him out. Even though he's providing companionship just fine, you could still kick him out, okay? Now, now, those who say that whether a person who's at the bottom of a pit can be ejected was never a question. But the question was a, separate, was a different thing. It says like this: the whole question was simply whether you're allowed to divide a once Bakhabura it's, once it's formed. So as follows: and to that. They brought us an answer. to The case of the glutton. In other words, they said that if you have one guy who's just eating everybody out of house and home, you can say, you know what, go to your own group. In and slow, but if he doesn't have fancy fingers, meaning if he doesn't have um, a bit, his eyes are bigger than his stomach, then you cannot break it up. Shmami na. We learned from that basically a proof that ain't a rishayin Once you have a group, then you're not allowed to break it up. Okay, so we'll continue tomorrow. Real quick, we have the story of Papa and how he ate four times more than the regular people, and then there was uh, some who ate even eight times more. What uh, a lot of fun to look forward to tomorrow, Bezalel